sees takes off his shoes. The rest sit around and pluck blackberries. When Moses approached the burning bush, he took off his shoes and communed with God. You can shift your focus and see with new eyes, encouraged by your thoughts. When you do, you'll see that the poet is right. Earth's crammed with heaven. If you don't believe it and practice it, then you're hopefully enjoying sitting around plucking blackberries. So Gail Rinpoche observed that, quote, two people have been living in you all of your life. One is the ego, garrulous, demanding, hysterical, calculating. The other is the hidden spiritual being whose still voice of wisdom you have only rarely heard or attended to, unquote. I'm inviting you to restore some balance by looking for heaven everywhere and listening and attending to that hidden spiritual being that is within you at all times, begging you to pay it more heed. What's up, family? What's up? That's Dr. Wayne Dreyer. Dr. Wayne Dreyer. That clip today I want to talk about, excuse me, heaven on earth. A lot of time we say, well, heaven, oh man, it's it's a place that people go to when they die. But what about the place where you are when you're living. What is that really supposed to be about? What is it about? Heaven on earth. Back in the day and still, even to this day, when I was little, now I'm an elder, (laughs) I used to always hear, and I'm pretty sure Some of you probably have heard it as well. The white man lives his heaven on earth while the black man can't wait to die and go to heaven. When you look at this and when people say things like that, you look at it and you say, well, is it true? Well, I can tell you this. We don't know about the hereafter until we're gone and then our spirit takes over and our spirit goes to the hereafter. But our physical body stays here. So even though we're renting this body or this corpse that we're in now with life, What happens after you die? So we really, that is something of an unknown. No matter what people tell you, unless, unless you actually died and went to physical heaven, jumped back in somebody, and came back and told them what it's really like, you don't know. So people need to stop talking about something that only God knows. Heaven is a place where you go once you done did everything you're supposed to do on this planet, you done it right, you go and you rest. The body 
the, I'm sorry, the spirit is at peace. There's no more wars. There's no more arguments. The spirit is at peace. But until that day comes, what people need to understand, especially black people, you need to enjoy the life that God gives you each and every day. You need to enjoy the life that God gives you to its fullest. It's like having the whatever mentality you want to you, you want to call it for yourself. You know, like Kobe says, you know, you want to enjoy, you want to embody every day. Because the prize is the enjoyment of each and every day. But when we get into our minds that, oh, man, this world is too tough. I, I just give up. Oh, I just can't wait to get to heaven. You're sounding like a quitter on life itself. If you're waiting to die to get to heaven, like you're going to go up there and you're going to party big time. You're going to barbecue with Jesus and you, you're going to just have a grand old time. You're solely mistaken on what heaven is really like. Because like I say, none of us has ever been there. There's not going to be any barbecues. You're not going to have a physical body where you're going to go and you're going to see up, meet up with old, old loved ones. You're not going to do all of that. We don't know. It's the unknown in the factor. It's the unknown. That's why if you're not trying to embody what's going on each and every day, whether it's good or whether it's bad, it's all part of the life that God gives us. Because as you very well know, the nine people last Sunday that died in the helicopter crash, including our brother and beloved little sister, Gianna and Kobe Bryant, I'm pretty sure that wasn't on their mind of going to heaven so early when there is so much work to be done. God takes us on his time whether it be tragedy or whether it just be naturally, God takes us on his time. There's an appointment and we all have to meet that appointment one day. If there's one thing, we're not going to avoid disappointment. We can avoid the dental appointment. We can avoid the, uh, the appointment with the lawyer. We can uh, uh, avoid the uh, appointment with a job uh, interview. We can avoid the eye doctor we can avoid any appointment. But when this appointment comes, this permanent appointment, there is no saying, well, I'm awake. It's like a twilight zone I saw. God's, oops, sorry about that. I almost dropped it. God's appointed uh, person came down to earth and the old man who was supposed to go 
told the guy, well, I'm not ready. I'm waiting for a real big pitch, which I haven't done yet. The one that's going to open up the heavens. So the guy told him after the guy realized this guy was planning. He took a little girl. And at midnight. He was supposed to come and pick up the little girl for her appointment. with got excuse me, her appointment with God. So the guy knew this. And he tried to go and what he did was he went and he made a big pitch to the guy, God's uh, 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 God's person. And eventually the guy didn't make it in there at 12 because he had to be in there at 12 o'clock midnight in order to take the little girl. And he was late. But see, that is a science fiction uh, movie or TV show. That's not real. When God comes to get you, he comes to get you. We can't question when he comes to get you. We would like to. Some do. And some look at it. Well, if God did it, it must be for a reason. And you leave it at that. But God never said for the black man and black woman to live like they're waiting to die to come and see me. He never said that. He wants us to live our life to the fullest, the fullest of the full. When you can't do no more, you've done everything. That's it. Our dear brother, when you look at Kobe lived outside of his age, he lived a full life, a full life, traveling the world, doing what he loved to do. He did it on both accounts. He won awards in basketball. He won awards with his storytelling. He's motivated, inspired many young and old. When you look at it, you have to live your life the same. You don't have to have a lot of money in order to live a full life. The richest 1%, and that's what it is, the richest 1% on the planet, or let's kick it up a little bit, maybe the richest 5% on the planet itself. That's all there is. You know, people who have nice jobs, people who have jobs, people who have steady jobs. It's a form of what you do with that job. Steady. Firm. Good. It's a matter of you. You're the architect when it comes to your own life. If you choose to follow what people say about God then that falls on you. If you choose to follow what the world says about uh, people of color, that falls on you because you are the one who has to go out there each and every day. People going to call you. And if you know what people, when I moved to the Valley, I might've been called nigger once or twice, but I know I was called it. And every time the cowards who would call me that, they were driving in a car or driving in a truck. They were on the go. They wasn't standing in front and calling me out my name. See, 
what you have to realize is people who talk about other people and try to put them down, they ain't nothing but cowards. They're cowards. You ain't going to stand in no one's face and do all that craziness unless you just born crazy or you're going to do it because you know ain't nothing going to happen to you. But if the person who lays their hands on you might end up, you know, getting in a little bit of trouble. That's why you see these outbursts, these these white women, you nigger and nigger and this and that, because they know that if a black man or a black woman hit them, then, you know, there's going to be consequences to the law is going to take you. They might question you and ask you, but chances are the best thing to do when you see people like that, you re- you can record them and just walk away. Don't sit back and converse with them because that's what they want you to do. Converse. You can't converse with these idiots. This world is full of idiots in all shapes, all sizes, and all colors. You have to decide on how you want to live your life. Do some good with your life or do bad. It's, it's, it's your life. You only get one. But that one appointment that you're going to get, that one and final permanent appointment you're going to get, it's going to either go good or it's going to go bad. You have to be the ones to decide. But you can't go around here waiting for something in a place that you don't know where you're going to when you die. Black man and black woman. White man and white woman, brown man and brown woman, red man and red woman, yellow man and yellow woman. You are the architects of your own life. If you choose to let people get up under your skin, you are a fool. That's why ignore As long as no one puts their hands on you, walk away. You make them look more foolish by walking away. When you converse back and forth with people who are ignorant, you only make yourself look foolish too because, see, they baited you and they got you. Black man, black woman has been baited for so long, we don't know what's real and what's not real. And I hate to say that, But I'm only putting it out there for what it is. Sometimes we don't know what's right and what's wrong because we've been baited. You know, they put people in charge that they know they're going to do the job. It's these churches that you go to, you sit in on a Sunday and then you wonder or you believe everything that comes out the the speaker's name. If a person has a title, they must be important. That's how uh, we were always trained. If they have a title, they're important. And a lot of times they may have a title, but they're not that important because they're not even living by the laws of the land or the laws of God. But that's the world we live in. My brothers and my sisters, what are you going to do? Because the big question is, what are you going to do? Anytime the black man, black woman try, because we are such a resilient people, we have always been resilient people. That's why God put us here to do what we do. We bring the world together. You see, they plot and they play. Anytime somebody is constantly plotting and planning against you, it should tell you something. 
You're important because if you're a nobody and you're nothing, ain't nobody got time to be wasted on you. But when they plotting and planning against you, they're telling you and you have to open up your eyes in order to see it. They're telling you you're somebody. But as long as I keep you not thinking that you are somebody, then I'm going to win. And we get so distracted with the such bitter hate that we have to deal with in this world. I'm talking about the black man and the black woman. But a lot of times you got to stand tall. You got to look up and you got to ask God. Well, you can ask him, why me? But if you look up to God, don't ask why me. You say, God, I got this. King Jesus, I got this. I'm good. That's what you have to do. You ignore as long as they don't, you, 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 you're physically not in harm's way. But some words, don't even let it affect you. Your, your fetch, I'm sorry, affect your mental consciousness. Because that's all they try to do. They want to stay in your head with their evil, evil rhetoric that they portray. They're evil people. Not all, but you got a good portion of the white society that is just plain evil and wicked. They act one way, but they'll conceive and connive behind your back. When you deal, you make sure you know what you're dealing with. I didn't say all because a lot of you out there, you always think, Oh, he's talking about, if I wanted to say all, I would say A-L-L, all. I don't sit back and bite my tongue. These are issues and topics that need to be addressed, and they need to be addressed by you. You need to open up your mind. You need to start being stronger. You need to stop letting people get into your head. Back in the 20s, I'm going to go to Wall Street, Black Wall Street, Black Wall Street was thriving. Brothers and sisters had just been out of slavery uh, about 50 some years. They was thriving. They had their own. They was doing it. White man couldn't take that. And those of you, you know the history, but it was a white woman who pretty much came in the forefront of all this when she said a white man, when she said a black man, so-called looked at her touched her, raped her, whatever the case may be. It was a white woman right there in the middle of all of this. So, back in those days, you, you just amplified it, and what did they do? They went, and they burned up the city of Tulsa. And all that hard work was gone and never to be, uh, never uh, really recovered again. We never really had another Black Wall Street because every time somebody came, we've tried and then we just gave up in the middle we didn't continue to fight but we are a bunch of fighters we really are you just have to decide whether or not you want to fight or whether you just want to quote unquote tap out but you have to be the ones to understand i'm gonna play this last clip and this last clip it's an interesting clip. It's from Africa Sporia. It's a Philip Scott show. And it was a story that came out yesterday that he broke yesterday or the day before. I can't remember when. But anyway, I'm going to play this clip. I'm trying to hook it up for you guys. Because it's a very important clip here. It's about 
white supremacy and how they always want to stop your peace of living, I'm sorry, uh, heaven on earth. It's heaven on earth is what they try to stop. You trying to inspire and do things. And then here comes white people. Uh, check it out. I'm going to play this clip and then I'm going to close it out. I just want to say what I just said, but let me just see if I, let me try to find this for you guys. Hold on, my brothers and sisters. I'm looking. Here we go. I'm going to play this clip for you. I want you to check it out. Wait a minute. I'm going to play it for you. Wait, I'm looking for it. Uh, here we go. It's a story now. African Asporia. You can find it on the YouTube channel. I'm just going to play this uh, audio clip for you. Check it out. Oh, no, here we go. So in Snailville, out in Gwyneth County, they had some white supremacists that sent letters to black businesses. And why were they sending letters to these black businesses? I want you to go ahead and watch this clip. Uh, it's a really great community. There is a good vibe inside the Celeb Styles Barbershop on Main Street. Even after the owner received an offensive letter in the mail. After receiving that letter, man, it was, it really broke my heart um, to receive that because again that's not who we are we are a community-based barbershop we're here to, for the people we want to service all people everybody's welcome the same letter was sent to neighboring businesses like gravity trampoline park and burn boot camp and this is what it said to whom it may concern we in the snailville community want it to be known we don't want any more inward businesses in our community we want gravity celeb barbershop and boot camp gone too many N-word businesses. We will not support them. That's not a reflection of the whole city of Snellville. Carl said the letter is offensive and heartbreaking, and whoever sent it knows nothing about it. We've been here for about eight months, and um, within the first two months of being here, we did a major charity event where we gave away we gave away 200 free haircuts. We gave away school supplies. We gave away 500 book bags. Anybody who comes in here always comes back. Because, you know, it's, it's just the vibe and the tone that we set and the things that we try to do for the community. In the spirit of being charitable, because that's what we are, um, I would like to offer anybody who's watching this, the first 10 people to walk through the doors, I'm offering the first haircut free, the first 10 people. So you saw that brother, you know, he owns a shop. He has some other businesses that black people are running. But the white supremacists, let me tell you something about them. They are extremely jealous of black success. Understand that, brothers and sisters. See, they tell everybody that you're lazy. They tell everybody you're good for nothing. They tell everybody if it wasn't be for them, you wouldn't be in certain positions. And they like to have you downtrodden. They like to have you in a position to say, I don't have anything and we can't do nothing for ourselves. And they love that. They love when you poor mouth it and saying that. They love it because it makes them feel superior at that moment. Black oppression, black degradation, failure of our families, etc., make them feel good about themselves because it is ex extremely demonic. The, the ideology of white supremacy, it is demonic. It's from Satan himself. But when you 
even though you set back 10 steps in this nation and you still fight through that, persevere, and you become successful as a black man or as a black woman in this nation, and you set yourself up fighting all the odds of not getting business loans as you should and, and everyone is, is having things against you, and you still set up a business, the white supremacists know this. They know all the things they throw at us. They throw the kitchen sink at us, and we persevere and still open up a business. And not only one business, they're mad about three. They didn't ask you to support them first and foremost, you ignoramus, white supremacists, because there's enough black people to go in there and get their hair cut. One thing I will say, black men do support the black barbers. That's the truth. Black barbers, as long as they're in the area with black men, they're good. And then other groups of men go in there as well. I see, you know, the barbershop I go to, you know, it's ran by brothers. But you have, you know, Hispanic men that go in there as well to get their hair cut. So that's at least two communities that I know of that would go into the black barbershops. So they don't need you for anything. That's first and foremost. They're doing fine by themselves. You're saying you don't need no more inward businesses. See, you see in them businesses, they have something that you don't have. You're probably clocking in, going to work for somebody. They don't have to clock in. They work for themselves. They make their own money. They can take a vacation if they want. They're not the stereotype that you tried to say because when you open up a business, and anyone that has a business, whether it's a small business or a large one, it's more work doing a business than working for somebody going clocking. It's so much easier to work for someone else because you don't have to worry about payroll. You don't have to worry about tax. You don't have to worry about making sure uh, things are lined up on the job, right? You don't have to worry about nothing. You just show up, do it with your job description, and go home, collect the check. So it's much harder to have a business. You're worrying about how taxes are paid and all the things you're worried about. Then you got to have enough capital to grow the business. There's a lot of things you have to be concerned about. And they know this, and that's why they look at them and say, and the first thing they say is, who is the uppity N-words that's running these businesses? Because automatically, you have a business, you uppity. Automatically to them. Because their position in their mind is the black man and black woman need to be downtrodden. See, they love to see Pookie and Ray Ray and, 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 and what hood rat chicks are doing. They love it. It makes them feel good. But they don't like to see this brother. They don't like to see sisters having businesses. They can't stand that. Well, it's a new decade. Black people is going to start doing a lot more things worldwide. So you need to get used to it. You sit up there worrying and hating on people that actually worked hard for themselves. Pulled themselves up by their bootstraps. That's what they did. You mad that they pulled themselves up by their bootstraps? I thought you said that black people need to stop complaining, stop living on the government, and pull themselves up by their bootstraps. Oh, I'm sorry. When black people do that, they're doing what you do. Complain constantly. Crying to Trump about finding you a job. My brothers and my sisters, when the brothers laying down truth, what, what can you say? Black people have always been considered lazy and people embody that inside their small brains. Black people are not lazy. Who in the hell you think built this country? Lazy black people? Black people work from sun up to sundown. They did more than a 12 hour shift or more than a 16 hour shift. And they did it seven days a week. Maybe on a Sunday, they got a chance to sit around and hear uh, words that weren't even true. 
or parts of the Bible that didn't have nothing to do with the Bible, but had everything to do with following your master. My brothers and my sisters, you got to ask yourself, what are you looking for when it comes to heaven on earth? Are you looking to get your slice of the pie? Or are you looking just to do your time and die and go to heaven? You have to be the judge. My brothers and my sisters, I'm going to say this. I am not looking to do my time on this earth and die and go to heaven. Because chances are, I don't know, or odds are, I don't know if I was to even go to heaven. Considering how honorary I can be. Only thing I can try to do is do what I can while I'm here. And if our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ decides to accept me for eternal rest and peace, then I'll be grateful. If not, I'll understand whatever judgment or punishment I get. But you have to decide. Heaven on earth. What do you do about it? My brothers and my sisters, enjoy the rest of your week and think about it. When the black man is trying, no matter how much you try, the odds and uh, people against you, they're lining up. But as long as you go and you keep knocking them down, you're just doing what you got to do. If that's what heaven on earth is for you to keep on pushing forward, then you just keep on pushing forward. But for those of you who tap out so early and just totally, totally giving up, there's been people out there who had, haven't had a place to, uh, uh, to live for years, but they ain't gave up. They kept pushing, pushing, pushing until finally it don't have to be a big old mansion or a, a, a three bedroom. It can be just a roof over your head just for you. It don't have to be for everybody to like just for you to have a roof and a peace of mind. Because that's what it is. It's a peace of mind. And a lot of people. Don't understand that. Having a peace of mind. My brothers and my sisters. Start living. And enjoy your heaven. That's on earth. The white man's been enjoying his forever. Seems like. You should be enjoying yours. Don't let somebody. Use you. To make their life easier. While you make your own life harder, you enjoy your heaven on earth as well. Okay, family. Peace out. Wow, I've been talking so much I almost forgot. This is February 3rd, 2020. Heaven on earth. Peace out, family. <laughs>